Welcome back to the Red Debate, and I guess you know why you're here. We're doing the Crystal Palace preview um, ahead of Saturday's home fixture against Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace, and I've got Chris Smith with me. Hello, everyone. How you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks, mate. Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good. Very good. A little, little nervous about um, the game coming up. What's, what's your initial thoughts? I just feel like it's... <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't swap it for anything, but it feels so tense now. Every week seems like it's just a mammoth fixture. <laughs> like, it gets tense, yeah. I think... So, let's put it in context before we kind of discuss everything. So, still top. City, comfortable winners at Wolves. Um, putting the pressure back on. That was never in doubt in my Never life, in doubt, no. Um, Although the Bolly red card was potentially in doubt. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. I... I did think it was a red, as I kind of thought that the company won. That's the thing. If you're going to go red. by the rule book, then both yeah, arguably are. Refereeing is never consistent. Yeah, valid. Um, so we go to Palace um, with big injury problems. They they come to us. To uh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they come to us. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what's your thought on on the injury problems then? Well, I don't know. So Genie's a doubt, yeah. Genie's a doubt. Trent is out. Lovren's due back in training after the game, apparently. After the game, yeah. but Matip is back in full training. Yeah, Matip was on the bench against Brighton. I heard nothing about Sturridge or Lalana. No, apparently Sturridge had a virus. So he should be back in contention. Yeah, and I mean, Lalana misses games if he's got a virus on his laptop, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 but, yeah. I do, um, to be honest, we're at the point now where I don't really even consider Lalana when thinking about what our squad's going to be like. I'd like to be. It's a strange one, isn't it? Because I think the drop-off in quality after our say top thirteen, fourteen players is is monstrous now. And then Lallana would be in that category outside the fourteen, thirteen, fourteen players for me. He's in your next tier with Origi, isn't he? But the fact that you, yeah, I mean, describing them as your thirteen best players is what's like makes this reasonable for me. We've got good versatility in the squad now. eh? And that was one of the key things of signing Fabinho, I think. Um, I did, well, I did, yeah. I mean, you said it in our Fabinho podcast about him playing right back, and then he went on to play twice for Brazil at right back this season. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I can't didn't... believe he's still the first choice right back for Brazil. Is he? Is he still? Is Fagner not? Mm, not. Well, or Danny Alves. Yeah. Yeah. But still, yeah, he's getting games there, isn't he? But I mean, some sections of the fan base are saying it's not a surprise how well he played against Brighton. Um, I mean, they targeted him, same as they did Joe Gomez at the start of the season, but he seemed to respond to all of it. Won all his aerial duels. Well, I'm, I'm not so convinced. After I, I've got a really? bit of a bleak outlook on that. And I think if you're serious about winning a title, you cannot be playing Fabinho for a long spell of games. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a long-term option, and I think Klopp will certainly have Lovren ahead of him in his plans, and almost certainly Matip as well. But it's nice to know that he can do a job. Yeah, he can quiet. do a job. But I think I think to win the title, is, you know, football's a game of fine margins, and yeah. For instance, do you remember the chance where it goes over his head, he misjudges it, and Murray sneaks in behind him, yeah, takes it on course, his chest? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, that was offside in the end, but it's that kind of fine margin where he could have easily buried yeah, that, and then is. we drop points again. Yeah. I mean, we'll come on to the Palace stuff shortly, but I, one thing I would say about that is we've it's quietly gone really unnoticed how well we've been defending in terms of our defensive line from offsides both at set pieces and from open play. And I think Fabinho played that aspect of the game brilliantly. There's the clip of Van Dijk marshalling the back line from the set piece going all around the internet and everyone's seen that. But the number of offsides that we're like create, as in the number of times we're catching the opposition offside has slowly gone up this season. 
Yeah. And it's been really impressive. Bit, like you think back to Brighton away, actually. Sorry, Brighton at home. Um, think back to the Mitrovic goal against Fulham that was ruled out offside. There are loads of examples of us setting a brilliant offside trap. And I think Fabinho did that aspect of the game well. Yeah, that that was pleasing. I thought, so there were, as you said, certain aspects that he did very well. I thought he was also very good in the air against quite a physically dominant Brighton team. Yeah, they are. Um, Brighton are decent, I think. Yeah, they're not too bad. And um, his on the ball was always going to be one of his best assets from from centre-back. But I do feel that um, I'd rather see him at right-back. Interesting. So should we cut to the chase? Who's your line-up for Palace? Um... You can play him right back. I oh, it depends on if Genie's fit for me. Okay. If Genie's fit, I would be tempted to play him right back against Wilf Zaha. Even after we've seen like Milner be rushed back against City and it not really work, would you, are you still going to play? G- like what? What is his injury? Who's Genie's? Genie, it's a hamstring, which sounds issue. too risky to me. Are you, are you still going to play? I think you have him, to risk it. Interesting. You have to risk it at this stage. We're so thin at the moment. If he's 90% fit, I would play him. Fair enough. So, go on then. So, I, I personally, I would play Fabinho at right back. I'd bring Matip back into centre-back. Um, which leaves the central midfielders being Genie, Henderson and Shakiri. So, I wouldn't actually start Milner. Because I think it's one of those things where if Milner starts and someone gets injured... You're then having to rotate the team because he'll he'll probably be moved to that position. Whereas if he doesn't start, he can plug almost any position yeah, apart from centre back. He's like the ideal twelfth man, though, yeah. isn't he? he? Like throughout his career, we've seen him play almost literally everywhere. He played as literally a false nine for yeah. City at times the, se- the season before we we got him. Yeah. Um, interesting. See, I'm what, and then the front three, the front three, front three, front three. Yeah. Okay. Oh, see, I'm going quite different. I I appreciate he's played there for Brazil, but. I would rather Milner play right back. He's done it for us already this season, and he did a full season at fullback the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Milner right back, Matip, Van Dijk, Trent. Uh, sorry, obviously not Trent. Um, Robertson, um, and then probably the four-two-three-one. So Henderson and Fabinho in midfield. Mane off the right to, to, uh, on Saturday. Kaita off the left, Kaita. and Firmino behind Salah. You going for Naby Kaita? Yeah, off, yeah I am. Off form Kaita over Shakiri. Yeah, I did a thread about it on Twitter, and it looked looking primarily at, at how Palace set up and they, they um play two wide fullbacks and two wide wing forwards who who stay wide as well. I th- I think our fullbacks are gonna have a job, but also I think our wide forwards are gonna have a job. And I think Mane doesn't get enough credit for the off the off the ball work he does and I think Kite is probably more trustworthy than Sakiri there. I, c- I can see an argument for playing Ginny if he's fit and not playing Kaita. But I I wouldn't want to risk Ginny personally. Yeah, it's interesting. See, I, I've got no problem with playing Milner, for the record. Um, but I do worry that Zaha might cause him a lot of problems. This is a James Milner game. I mean, th- th- these are the sorts of fixtures he thrives in, aren't they? These, these are the sort of fixtures that make you grateful he's in the squad. I, I see your point about not necessarily being that um, hopeful about him playing right back against Wolf Zaha. But, but yeah, I mean, I trust James Milner. I trust him on the yeah, ball as well. He's, I trust him. Yeah. He's a really good bounce pass option on that on that right hand side. He gets forwards really well as well. He's he's very safe in possession. I, I can see us playing the first half similarly to how we did against Brighton, just keeping the ball. It was so frustrating at times as a fan to see how many times the ball was going for Bino, Henderson, Van Dyke, Henderson, Wijnaldum, Van Dyke, Fabino, and just staying between those four. But 
at the same time, I think that's probably part of Klopp's game plan. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? That So, you, as you just said, that, that Henderson was not the only player doing that in the first half. I think it's fair to say that everyone had a pretty low-key sort of game in the first half. I see, and I, yeah, he's getting absolutely caned, isn't he? He does, yeah. We, we barely tweet about Henderson these days without getting bollocked for it. I, I mean... Wijnaldum does it all game as well Wijnaldum was doing it all first half as well but the, the, the thing is it's probably the instruction and the reason Klopp plays the, these boys repeatedly is because they do what he wants of them which yeah. is probably exactly that I think Wijnaldum doesn't get the criticism because he probably has it in his locker to do other bits like he did beat a man a couple of times in the second half and Henderson doesn't really do that but Henderson but, dramatically improved in the second half as did the rest of the team oh I'm starting Henderson on Saturday 100% yeah, yeah. So. For, for me if Genie's in doubt he's the first man I would play him first name on the team sheet in terms of midfielders for me yeah I, he, he's probably our most trustworthy midfielder tactically beyond yeah. Milner well, Milner or Henderson tactically are our most trustworthy midfielders at the moment and I'm, I mean, you can argue Ginny as well, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with an axis of Fabinho and Henderson. So you, especially as Palace, they've got an absolute grok midfield, haven't they? Yeah, Milivojevic, yeah. MacArthur, and Coyate, they're groks, aren't they? I quite fancy Henderson and Fabinho in there for the for the tussle as well as for the football. So you, if I ask you flat out, everyone's fit. Who's our best central midfielder? I don't know, <laughs> Kaita. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, that, that one's for the Twitter listeners. Um, Twitter love Nabi Kaita, don't they? It's Twitter just bizarre. love Nabi Kaita. It's literally bizarre. Yeah. I, I think it's because his name's Nabi. <laughs> Mate, I've no, said can, it before. I it's got s- a certain ring to it, Nabi. We can spend an hour doing a uh, thread on like tactical analysis with video analysis, heat maps, all that shit. You put a picture of Nabi Kaita and it gets five times the retweets. Honestly, I, I don't <laughs> get it. Like, he came on uh, immediately at the weekend, immediately gives the ball oh, away. Oh, yeah. See, and I think you, he was you say, there, you say anything about it, like Kaita giving the ball away then, and you just get absolutely get fucking killed it. for it. Yeah. I mean, like, this is a separate podcast, and we, we have even actually done two separate Nabi Kaita podcasts, but I think his technical level is so high. that There's a huge, huge, huge element to him not being able to speak the language. That plays a huge role. I, th- I think if we ask this question in a year's time, the answer could be Cater. The answer could be Oxlade Chamberlain as well, to be honest. I would go Genie. Genie can do everything. I, I think he's unreal at the moment. This season, he's been. He's been really good. He's been yeah. a beast, an yeah. absolute beast. And you're right, like, play him in Hendo's position, no dramas. Play him in a more advanced position, equally decent. And he's just so hard to get off the ball. Um, which is why I would probably risk him because I think. Even though it's Palace and probably we're expected to comfortably win, I, I just don't think at this stage it's worth the risk. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Do, do you remember the last pal- uh, time we, well, two seasons ago when we played Palace at Anfield? We were there. We were there. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember it? it? Fucking dire. Johnny's stag do. I've, I've got a video on my phone of us lying in Stanley Park just before the game. Was I sick? No, you were so hungover. And I've got one of those slow-mo videos pouring, I think, fresh pour, oh. poured water on your head. You know the slow-mo videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the water's coming down, it's in slow-mo. And you're just like... <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> As it speeds back up, it's brilliant. I have to say, that was probably my least uh, least favourite Anfield experience That's of all time. That's the least I've ever enjoyed Liverpool, going to a Liverpool game, yeah. I think I went to the to the toilet about <laughs> six times during the when game. C- when Coutinho scored. When Coutinho scored, I just, that, that was enough for me. Yeah, 
a Benteke double. It looks like Benteke might play. I'm fine with that. He's shit now, isn't he? Don't know. He hasn't played for so long. I think he's shit. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't very good last season. Um, I mean, you're danger men are the wide boys, aren't they? Really? Big time, big time. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm confident that Robbo's got Townsend in his pocket. Zaha's the one, obviously, with the right-back uncertainty as well. I think... He's going to cause the most damage. I mean, that's quite see, an obvious thing. Yeah, to say, see, but... this see this is why I'd play Mane on the right hand side, because when Salah plays on the right hand side, Klopp often asks him to cheat, and he's even when he starts on the right hand side, he's often our highest up wing forward. Shakiri, I don't fancy Shakiri playing down Zaha's side, especially with Van Aanholt. Yeah, I, I'd play Mane on the right and Keiter on the left and try and peg Van Bissaka and um, Van Aanholt back a bit, give him something to think about inside the pitch as well. Um, but yeah, they're definitely there. They're danger men, aren't they? Zaha and Townsend. Townsend is such a good player for me. But it, like, if you were to judge him on goals and assists, it, like his numbers are poor. Yeah, but I've really, shit, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say I really rate Anders Townsend, and that's not just for his scoring. I also quite City. like him. Yeah, he was awesome for England. He for was ages, so good wasn't for he? Hudson's England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like much better than he was for cl- at yeah, club level. Yeah, which is a really rare thing yeah. to. To be is normally the other way around, isn't it? But and some miracle hairy growth as well. Oh, it's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. I mean, he's a bit. He's got a bit, a bit of a hero after his screamer against City. Yeah, Liverpool fans must like him for that, surely. That picture of him in the crowd and someone's changed all the faces of the City fans. Uh, sorry, of the Palace fans to the Liverpool players. It's Andrews Townsend celebrating his goal, and oh, someone's yeah. just changed all the all the fans to pictures of the Liverpool fan, uh, players. And it's like Andros's goal for Liverpool's goal of the season. <laughs> well, it could be a very defining moment. It could be so important, but yeah. So sixteen games left. Obviously, this being one of them. How many do you think we need to win to win the league? Eleven. You think we need to only win 11 games to yeah. win the league? Mm. So you see City dropping points quite significantly then, do you? I, if we, so if we City win 11, a hard we could, run we, If we only win 11, that could be 15 dropped points. Yeah, if we lose the other five. Um, yeah, obviously not lose. Right, okay. I think we can lose no more than one. But I think with, with they've got a lot of games to play. A lot of games to yeah, play. Yeah, they They're, do. The with the Cups, up heavy, the Champions League, they've got a harder run in than us anyway. I don't think they'll go unbeaten, for uh, sure. Yeah, I think this next stretch of games before the Champions League starts again. When when does it start? Nineteenth of Feb. Nineteenth of Feb. So yeah. we're nineteenth of Feb. City will probably be the eighteenth. If yeah. it, is the, are we nineteenth on the Wednesday? Oh, uh, anyway, Wednesday. anyway, so yeah, that week in February, this run of Premiership games before then is so important. I, I think if we still maintain this four point lead come the start of the Champions League, Pep and City management. Bagaristan and co will probably be looking at their eggs being in the Champions League basket if we're still in this lead by then I think it's so key that we don't drop points before then yeah and to be fair we shouldn't looking at the running we shouldn't we've got the toughest fixture around that mark is Man United after the first Champions League game but but we've got quite like not looking too far ahead but after this Palace game we've got nine days off yeah the fixtures are looking quite nice in terms of when they've come and comparatively cities are coming thick and fast yeah, so and they're not the, easy games either. No, they've got the League Cup, which Pep goes strong in the cups. Yeah. Like, I, I know they've got the squad to be able to he do so. He wants trophies, but, doesn't he? Yeah, which you admire, but you'd think that at some stage it will catch up with them. When you've got players like Phil Foden, who you know supposedly one of the brightest young talents in the country, and he doesn't even get game time against, he didn't even start against Burton in the cup. He came on though, didn't he? He came on, yeah. but still, like, it shows Pep taking it seriously. Yeah, but I, I think this this. Have you seen we're going to Dubai? In, yeah, I in like the break, that. I like, I like that as well. Yeah. 
bit, bit of uh, warm weather training. Yeah, I think it'll be really key for the players like Matip, Gomez, potentially even Oxlade. Could he go? It's too soon, surely. It's, well, he might go, but he's run, yeah. he's running, isn't he? But yeah. I don't think he's back at ball training yet. No, um, but Brewster's back in training. Brewster was yeah, picked positive, in Melbourne today. But at the same time, for me, n- not interested in playing him this season. I'm not interested in playing him this season, but Klopp clearly rates yeah. him, doesn't he? Klopp clearly rates him. He might, you know, find him next to next to Origi as a potential option. Yeah, true. So I've got a question for you. Presuming Gomez uh, doesn't come back until, what is it, mid-Feb? Yeah. Uh, Lovren's out for a bit. Maddock, rec- uh, Maddock from the Mirror reckons that... Gomez will be back in training in Feb. Okay. Someone else will be injured by then, probably. Probably, yeah. probably massive. <laughs> you just pray not Van Dyke. Yeah, <laughs> pray not Van Dyke. Um, so, and l- let's say hypothetically Genie's out of the Palace game. Who do you think the pressure is most on in our squad? The pre- Who's the pressure most yeah, on? Yeah, who's the pressure what, on? What, to perform? Or to, yeah. Because, like, I mean, Salah's often the answer, isn't he, for that, like... Do you not think it would be one of the boys who someone like Cater? Because for me, for me, I think we've got this not... is a big chance for Cater. Yeah, it's a big chance. It, it, like it's a huge opportunity for him. I think. I think if we're going to win the league, I think Salah's got to be posting about two goals and three by till the end of the season. Yeah, agree. I, I, mean, I think Mane he... also needs to contribute again. Yeah, we Mar- can't Mar- be scraping through these one nils every week. No, no. Well, we we can, and we've shown. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, we, we can. We've shown we're able what, to. What, what not I mean good for the, like, the cardiovascular yeah. health. God, my heart can't take that. <laughs> I need a blood pressure check. Man. Yeah, <laughs> but I think so. So for me, the pressure is on. So firstly, Cater. Yeah, I can see Se- that. Secondly, argument. Henderson. Yeah. Purely because he's now firmly back as a first teamer. See, having... I think Henderson definitely has the mentality for this. Yeah, Henderson's been involved in a title run before. Which is he yeah, really he got, he got sent off, didn't he? He got sent off, but it, I mean, Rogers even talked about how crucial that was. Rogers, Rogers said that he was way more important for for that team back then though than he is for this team on the pitch. But I'm yeah. just talking about off the pitch. I think True. Henderson's so big. I think this is one of the reasons why Klopp is definitely going to keep Lallana around as well. There's, I mean, he got linked to Leicester, but like the the psychological gain that you get from having yeah. these experienced pros, Mil, Milner's crucial. Crucial. Henderson's yeah. crucial. Whether that, whether that's on the pitch or off, he, he'll be so important for the. I'd imagine the new lads as well. Like he, he'll be so important. Yeah, I totally agree, and that that is one of the often unsung traits of of Henderson that people sort of forget about. Yeah, um, he's a real role model around the club, isn't he? And I think, as you, as you said, players like Lallana, they're very popular within the club, and one of the key strengths of a Jurgen Klopp team is the is the team ethic, isn't it? Oh, the unity. Yeah. yeah. The unity. Do you remember that story about him taking Dortmund away on a pre-season training camp to do? Like some forest activities or something <laughs> yeah. like this. It's just mad. Isn't it's it? brilliant, mate. <laughs> like, it's I love literally it. brilliant. I, I was reading an interesting piece about Barca, uh, Barca and Coutinho. Okay. And basically, um, it was saying that they're not made for each other because Coutinho is the kind of player who responds to an arm around the shoulder, like motivational father figure almost, which, yeah. which Klopp obviously provided. Yeah. Rogers was kind of the same. He's got um, young boy vibes about him, Coutinho. I know he he's, has got like, young boy he's, vibes. He's got yeah. real young lad vibes about him. He, even down to his kind of sulky demeanour. Yeah, yeah, truly. He, he needs almost like empowering. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Whereas Barcelona's like a fiery cauldron where anything that goes wrong, you're either out the team or getting absolutely hammered in the press. Yeah, the cold matriarchy of Barcelona. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, it is, it is. Again, another pod topic in, in its own entirety. I saw the Coutinho just, saga, well, just, rumble and rumble. Just, uh, 
highlight another point that I read. He's linked with United. I know. Fuck I that. I would fucking <laughs> hate it. Same. There. Same. That would be one thing. I'm a big pro Coutinho still, aren't I? Yeah, you but are. But that, that would be a line that he'd never come back from in my eyes. That would boil my piss. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What's more annoying is I could see it happening as well. Oh, <laughs> but but back to the point on hand anyway. I, c- I can't wait to see the Dubai pictures of the Reds in preseason. It'll be great in the mini it? mini preseason. Little yeah. Shakiri's face. Yeah. Anyway, let's hope that we've got the three points from Palace in the bag and we're still four points uh, ahead of City, if not more. Up the Reds. <laughs>